How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Happy Thursday. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back only to Democracy in Talk Radio of For and By You, the people. In this hour, just you, just me, your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. After all, it is your talk show. Pick up the phone and join me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number to call. Tweet me by following me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Although we talked about the Pope a couple of days ago, I have some new questions for you in light of his speaking today to Congress. Now, this is, as I write in my new piece for the Huffington Post, which will be out tonight or tomorrow, how the Pope has been called by George Will a false prophet and by another conservative, Rush Limbaugh, who's called the Pope a Marxist. Many people feel this Pope is a liberal! And I argue in my piece, oh, no, 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 he is not. The Pope's position is supposed to be to be the head of the Catholic Church, and as many of the Catholic Church believe, to be Christ or God's representative on earth. And therefore, if you believe that, and even if you don't, knowing he's head of the Catholic Church, don't you expect him to not only be Christ-like, but to speak using the teachings of Christ as Christ is the foundation for the religion, Christianity, under which Catholicism falls. Pope Francis is the spiritual leader of 1.2 billion Catholics. And today he challenged Congress. And by extension, the mightiest nation in history today. He said, break out of your cycle of polarization. Break from your paralysis. Use your power to heal the open wounds. Now, you know what? If we deny that we have political wounds that are open and social ills and wounds that are open, then we are not only naive, we're stupid, and we're blind to reality, in my opinion. He talked about a planet, not just our nation, torn by hatred, by greed, by poverty, by pollution. And he definitely has taken up some things that we've never heard a guy called Pope from Rome ever do. Let's hear some of the Pope today, and I'm going to take your calls. Get in line now because I want your reaction to what you heard him say earlier, and I've got a lot of questions for you. 
888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, a lot of people, especially Republicans, were concerned about the Pope, what the Pope would say regarding capitalism, and there are many in this country who are poor who are wondering what he would say about them. This was the Pope discussing poverty, capitalism, and that distri- distribution of wealth, which is a big election topic. Pope Francis. How much progress has been made in this area, in so many parts of the world? How much has been done in these first years of the third millennium to raise people out of extreme poverty? I know that you share my conviction that much more still needs to be done and in times of crisis and economic hardship a spirit of global solidarity must not be lost. At the same time, I would encourage you to keep in mind all those people around us who are trapped in a cycle of poverty. They too need to be given hope. The fight against poverty and hunger must be fought constantly and on many fronts, especially in its cause. I know that many Americans today, as in the past, are working to deal with this problem. It goes without saying that part of this great effort is the creation and distribution of wealth, the right use of natural resources, the proper application of technology, and the harnessing of the spirit of enterprise are essential elements of an economy which seeks to be modern, inclusive, and sustainable. (laughs) Business is a noble vocation directed to producing wealth and improving the world. It can be fruitful source of prosperity from the area in which it operates, especially if it sees the creation of jobs as an essential part of its service to the common good. Now, there is uh, another area in in which with the Syrian refugees in the EU, but especially here in the United States, the situation with Ben Carson and and attitudes toward Muslim Americans. And um, also, um, you know, uh, I I mean, we'll talk about immigration later, but we definitely have, I feel, more xenophobia than we've ever had, fear of foreigners. And... um, Pope Francis preaches not only about tolerance, 
but specifically religious tolerance, interesting, as the head of a 1.2 billion person church known as the Catholic Church. This is Pope Francis regarding religious tolerance. All of us are quite aware of and deeply worried by the disturbing social and political situation of the world today. Our world is increasingly a place of violent conflict, hatred, and brutal atrocities, committed even in the name of God and of religion. We know that no religion is immune from forms of individual delusion or ideological extremism. This means that we must be especially attentive to every type of fundamentalism, whether religious or of any other kind. A delicate balance is required to combat violence perpetrated in the name of a religion, an ideology, or an economic system, while also safeguarding religious freedom, intellectual freedom, and individual freedoms. And one more before I uh, ask some questions here. Um, this is something not a lot of people expected him to talk about. And this was Pope Francis calling, uh, not just talking about, but actually specifically calling for an end to the global arms trade. Listen, he says it's, quote, drenched in innocent blood, Pope Francis. Being at the service of dialogue and peace also means being truly determined to minimize and in the long term to end the many armed conflicts throughout our world. Here we have to ask ourselves why are deadly weapons being sold to those who plan to inflict untold suffering on individuals and society? Sadly, the answer, as we all know, is simply for money. Money that is drenched in blood, often innocent blood, in the face of the shameful and culpable silence, it is our duty to confront the problem and to stop the arms strike. 
Anyway, uh, I, I th- you know, look, I'm not Catholic. I'm a, a former Catholic when I was a kid, and I, I think this guy makes a lot of good points, and I don't think he's a liberal. Look at what he said about abortion, about gay marriage. Uh, but I want to get your take, okay? We've heard some pieces from the Pope there. We have more audio to play later, but I want to take your calls. We're going to take a break in just a moment. So here are some questions. Pick up the phone and join me. I want your response. I want your reactions. After all, this is your talk show. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, honestly, just be very candid. What is your initial reaction to the Pope's speech that he gave before Congress today? And were you surprised by how political it was in nature? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, speaking of political, the Pope famously said, quote, a good Pope meddles in politics. Were you happy to see him voice his concerns during his speech to Congress today, whether you agree with him or not? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, we saw tears from Boehner, and Biden and Boehner, both Catholics, standing behind, sitting behind the Pope as he stood on the pulpit today on opposite sides of the aisle politically. Do you believe that Pope Francis in this speech can actually bring together any, even two members of Congress, on opposite sides of the aisle? He basically said it was their responsibility to the American people. Will they heed his advice? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. How significant do you think the speech will be on the minds of the American voters as we enter the election cycle? Do you think he'll change anyone's minds? Has he changed yours? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And do you feel that Pope Francis is a liberal? Is the Pope a conservative? Or does he compromise both sides of the aisle and bring both ideologies together, overlapping in areas? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, you heard it or pieces of it. What did you like most about the Pope's speech? What did you dislike most about the Pope's speech and why? What did you like most? What did you dislike most? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Are there topics you wish the Pope had spoken more about during his speech? And are there topics maybe you wish he hadn't talked about at all or had spoken less about? What did you want to hear that you didn't or wanted to hear more of? What did you hear or hear too much of that you didn't want to hear or have heard before? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And lastly, before the break, Pope Francis said, quote, The golden rule also reminds us of our responsibility to protect and defend human life at every stage of its development. Was this a call for America to have a pro-life policy going forward? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. We'll be back right after this. Tweet me. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. to the calls. We're talking about the Pope and his speech before Congress today and your opinion of it. Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6-LESLIE. Let's go on line two to Ithaca, New York with Nino. Hi, Nino. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good, Leslie. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm Catholic. I've lived through several papacies, and, uh, and I'm listening to this beautiful pope, and I have to tell you, of course he has to be political. Of course he needs to get into the, to the politics of things, because every vote that a politician makes affects the life and health and safety of people. If you want to improve uh, the, the quality and character of lives, who do you go to? The best place to go is to the politicians who have essentially control of, of everything. They have control of our safety, they have control of our food, our, our fuel, our heat, if you really think about it. So for a pope to be political is not to be criticized. He's gone to exactly the right place uh, to make things better. And when you listen to this, I mean, there are things he said that would upset people on the left, things he said that upset people on the right. I don't think that is his, his position. I have to say, and I'm not a Catholic. I was a Catholic when I was a kid. But I have to say, I feel this guy is the most biblically sound. And uh-huh. I really do. And, and whether we like it or not, he, he, he is speaking uh, pretty much, if you read the Bible and, you know, the teachings of Christ, uh, the biblical teachings of Christ. And that's his job. Very good, and he's bringing it to the people who are in control and have the power to affect changes for the better. And I think it's the most beautiful thing I've seen in a long time. So that, those are my comments, and uh, I'm really excited about it. And if he upsets people on both sides of the aisle, I think he's doing his job. <laughs> Very true. Okay, thank you. Good, uh, good. Thank you for the compliment, Nino. Great call. Call us again. Look forward to it. Um, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to New Mexico, line three with William. Hi, William. Good afternoon. What did you think of the Pope's uh, big speech before Congress today? Well, by golly, I, 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 I'm an old guy and, and a Presbyterian. I had to go to church every goddamn Sunday. And uh, I remember Billy Graham, he was a big deal uh, back in the day. And, uh, you know, uh, just yeah, the, all we need to do is end these goddamn wars. That's it. Well, I think he was, thank you, William, for the call. I think he was speaking to that, wasn't he? I think he was speaking for people to be uh, tolerant. I think he was speaking for peace, specifically religious tolerance. Um which, by the way, most leaders of all faiths uh, do also uh, believe. Uh, anyway, how much time do we have, dear? Chelsea sitting in for Marky Mark today. Um, okay, we're going we're to be taking a break and uh, pick up the phone and join us. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. David emails me, Leslie, the Roman Catholic Church is worth trillions. How much are they giving? Good point. And I make one little remark in my Huffington Post piece about that to the Pope. Hopefully he'll read it and give it some thought. One thing that really bothered me when I went to Rome and visited the Vatican was the wealth. Not just the wealth, how vulgar it was. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. When we finish with a call, you're cue to call through. We just finished with Nino and William opening up two lines for you here on the only true democracy in talk radio of for and by you. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. The Pope challenged Congress to heal world's open wounds. Congress may not be able to heal the world, but they can do some things here in the United States. What did you think when he spoke about poverty, capitalism, distribution of wealth? What did you think when the Pope preached about religious tolerance? What did you think when the Pope called for an end to the global's arm tr- global arms trade, saying it's drenched in innocent blood? Agree or disagree with things he said today? We'll be back with you at 888-6-LESLIE right after this.
Leslie Marshall. Do you ever eat too much, eat the wrong food, sleep in the wrong position? All of those, by the way, can give you an upset stomach because experts say that nearly all of us can hear you guys. All of us eventually develop some sort of digestive problem. And that's because as we age, our stomachs produce less of the enzymes needed to break down food. So do what I do when I have that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling. Take a Gutsy Chewy tablet. Gutsy Chewy is an oral and digestive supplement. And best of all, it's 100% natural. Gutsy Chewies were invented by my buddy, Dr. Doug Agigi, a gastroenterologist and a dentist. He blended natural heartburn remedies like papaya, licorice root, and apple cider vinegar, and then added calcium, magnesium, and xylitol for oral health, too. And when you put all of those things together, they boost the body's natural defense against heartburn and reflux. Gutsy Chewies are gluten and lactose-free, and they come in citrus and wild berry flavors. So when you get that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, take a Gutsy Chewy tablet. You'll feel better, and it's better for your health. Learn more at GutsyProducts.com or call 855-GO-GUTSY. That's 855-484-8879. That's GutsyProducts.com. Check it out. We're talking about the post speech before Congress today, taking your calls at 8886-LESLIE. Uh, let's get to it, and we start with Donna on Long Island on line two. Hey, Donna. Um, uh, Donna, um, I asked if you think anyone's minds will be changed by the Pope's speech. What, what do you think? Hello? Hi. Hi, how you doing? Um, I just want to tell you, you're one of my favorite liberals on Fox News. Oh, thank you. I love you. And I just wanted to say something about uh, the speech today, which I found very stirring. Um, you know, everybody in the audience, I mean, we all know that Boehner likes to uh, cry a lot. You know, he gets very emotional. Uh, but I saw Rubio uh, tearing up, and I saw Bernie Sanders sitting there, and he was very intent on what the Pope was having, what the Pope had to say. Yeah, and, and, and exa- there's, an exa- there's an example. Bernie Sanders is a Jew, okay? But yeah. the Pope is, is a man who is in charge of, you know, the Catholic Church, who is a world leader. And we all can learn something from a very good speaker who is using the Bible, hopefully, as a religious leader, as a reference. And remember, the Old Testament is a, a part of, you know, Bernie's world as much as it is a Christian's. And Rubio, too. I mean, Rubio sat there, he had tears in his eyes, and I think there were a few other ones that we didn't see on camera. And I really think that the Pope, instead of becoming coming there as some kind of world leader or a ruler or a dictator or anything, you know, he came there and he kind of like gave them a pep talk. It, it, I, it seemed like a pep talk to all of them. And I think it made that whole entire room think a little bit, you know, about where they stand in life and how life is going to be, you know, and how they should approach things, you know. And I really, that's what I got from the whole thing. It brought the whole room together. All right, and it did. Now, I wouldn't disagree that it did that for the moment, but how long does that last, Donna? Because we need it to last in order for them to work together. Uh, I didn't hear what you said. How long do you think it'll last? It'll last for the moment, right? That lasts a long time, believe me. But still, it was nice to see for once. You know, Um, it was nice to see a little unity in that room. You know, then all this divide about all kinds of different things, you know? And I really think the Pope did what he set out to do. I don't think he was there to dictate rule or to, uh, you know, say that it has to be this way or no way at all. You know, 
I think he did a wonderful job. I think uh, the Pope is a wonderful man. He's a good man. And I think it, it, would, it will have positive results. If they last, it, time will tell. You All, know? Right. All right, Donna, thank you. Uh, th- thank you for that. Anything else? Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, speaking of, I, if you can catch me on Varney and Company tomorrow at 11:10 a.m. Eastern, but that's on Fox Business Channel. Uh, let's continue with the calls, and we go next. Uh, pick up the phone and join us when we finish with the call. You're queued to call through eight 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 six Leslie. Go to Michael in the Bronx, line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Oh God, what a beautiful moment there is today in D.C. And just to let you know, Pope Francis has just landed in New York City and about um, 15 or 30 minutes ago in Kennedy Airport. He is now being on helicopter bound for Manhattan, in case anybody wanted an update on that. Okay, thank you for the update. Okay. Um, wonderful speech, um, or should I say address, that he made to Congress. The guy, the man is a uniter, the uniter of all uniters. And you ask the question whether or not he's liberal or whether he's conservative. Um, it's kind of a tough um, question to answer because um, if he can unite both sides, then he could be a centrist. But at the same time, and as you have pointed out, that when you look at the difference between conservatives and liberals these days, and when you follow the teachings of Christ in the, in the gospel, Pope Francis is following pretty much the teachings of Christ, in which says to care for the poor, love one another, um, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you, respect the rights of others, and doing anything opposite of that is unchristlike. You know, when people are in chair for hate, when people are in chair for violence, you know, that's not love, and pretty much that puts a risk on everybody's lives. Now, you had also asked a question of if Pope Francis uh, was setting the stage for pro-life policies. Um, I don't think that he would get into um, women's medical issues, so to speak, because that would be kind of um, you know, trivial, just as what you had stated about um, when someone has a miscarriage on the medical papers, they um, med- use medical terms saying fetus aborted. It doesn't mean a willful abortion. It's just something that happened. But when you look at the ongoing slaughter, that's been going on with gun violence, people having guns, the massacres at schools and movie theaters. Those are a lot of lives that have been lost. Those are a lot of lives that have been threatened. And then likewise, when you have, if you want to add in the police um, brutality or even domestic violence for that matter, we've seen pregnant women being assaulted and thrown down. And a lot of times, it results in miscarriages. So he's calling for everyone to look at the whole picture and not to trivialize on something like abortions in which, as we have stated, abortions are at an all-time low, willful abortions at an all-time low. I wouldn't even be surprised if it hit the zero percent. we got to look at how the willfully expected mothers are being robbed of motherhood and no one touches based on that and what's worse is that you hear the punditry that when someone suffers
Catholics, I always say, well, they had an abortion. They wanted an abortion. And that is totally untrue and unfair. And you know what? I, I want to point out, because I am pro-choice, and I would not have an abortion. I went through hell to have to get my children, one adopted, one after 13 IVF cycles. And I've shared people with that and the miscarriages I had and a son who passed away from a terminal illness. And, you know, I went through hell. But there were people that felt that I was playing God by adopting. Uh, there were people that felt that I was playing God by doing IVF because that's my egg and my husband's sperm in a Petri dish and, you know, scientists, you know, tweaking because we both carry this genetic defect that, you know, ended up, uh, you know, in the loss of our son. So um, I, I say that one of the reasons I'm pro-choice is that is not a choice I would make my, for myself. It's a choice I would hope you would not make, but I cannot make, and obviously you don't have a uterus, but I cannot make that choice for you. Uh, for any other woman, no more than I can tell you to use holistic methods uh, to or to pray or to go to chemo or to get, you know, uh, your breasts cut off if you uh, carry a gene for breast cancer and you want to have a preventative double mastectomy. Not sure it's a choice I would make, but I am definitely not going to make that choice for you. You know something, you know something Leslie? I'm glad you brought that up because that ought to teach a lesson to the opposite side that want to keep saying, you know, no, you can't get an abortion. No, you can't get contraception. Aren't they playing God as well? You're not supposed to be doing that. Well, and I do, I do agree with you. I mean, that's, you know, part of it. I mean, it's almost like, you know, we have free will, but we're not to judge. And, I mean, I think a lot of people are confused sometimes or forget sometimes. They just take pieces, pick pieces that they want. Uh, from the Bible. Michael, thank you for the call. We'll take back, uh, your, more of your calls right after this. Holding, hang on. 888-6-LESLIE is our number. When we come back, I have more from the Pope and your calls as well. Don't go away. also includes the earth, a central theme of the encyclical, which I recently wrote in order to enter into, into the dialogue with all people about our common home. We need a conversation, which includes everyone since the environmental challenge we are undergoing and its human roots concern and affect us all. In Laudato Si, I for a courageous and responsible effort to redirect our steps and to avert the most serious effects of the environmental deterioration 
caused by human activity. I'm convinced that we can make a difference. I'm sure. Uh, that is the Pope, and that was on climate change, and some people happy with what he said. Some didn't think he went far enough. Let's go to JoJo in Florida, line four. Good to have her back again. Um, uh, JoJo, uh, he spoke about a lot of topics. A lot of people, you know, felt this kumbaya moment, but, you know, it lasts for minutes. Will the speech change anything with Congress or even with the voters of America? You know, I have to say, who could come out of there uh, after listening to such a pious, um, inspirational uh, speech and not be changed in some way. Um, but, I, you know, I hate to be cynical, but I think that you have some who are so ideolog- ideologically entrenched that even that is just not inspirational enough for them to act and, and, and work to create bills and laws that, that help the vulnerable, the, the, the dispossessed in our society. I think that they're still going to leave that chamber and go out and still pander to the people who fund their campaigns or their agenda. Um, and, and I hate to be cynical, and I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I really do, because I think the Pope spoke on so many different topics, and he hit, he hit on so many areas of concern for us, um, you know, the citizenry, uh, in terms of, you know, the climate and, really helping our fellow man. I think that was wonderful that he brought up Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King and Dorothy Day and Tom Merton. And he wrapped that around because it reminds Americans of the evolution our society has taken and and our struggle to evolve and to become a more progressive society. And, and in a sense, we are an example of that that home of the free and land of you know land of the, the free and the brave. And I think that that was a great reminder for us as Americans. And so I, I think that he he really talked on a whole lot of different topics, and he and it just reminded us of who we are, it was such a positive speech, um, so that we can take it out and really, you know, implement the, the ideas that are really the core of us as Americans. What I found interesting is when he talked about the respect for, for life at every stage of development. You can see the pro-life people get up and they're, ah, stand innovation. But then he says, that's why it's important to abolish the death penalty. I, you know, it's almost from a curveball. I think that was important. Because what he's saying is, yes, you know the Catholic Church's position is, is, pro, is pro-life. Of course we know that. But at the end of the day, um, we can't just be concerned with protecting the unborn. We have to be concerned with people after they're born and protecting them and, and, and protecting them at every stage in development of their life. I personally am pro-life. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pro-choice. Um, but I'm pro-life in a sense that it's important that once kids are born, I think women should have a choice to do what they want, what's best for them. Um, well, I'm, uh, JoJo, I am with you there. I get very bothered that if you're pro-life, are you pro-fetus or are you pro-life, not you, but the people who claim to be pro-life? Because right. there are many people Absolutely. out there that are not pro-life, they're pro-fetus because they don't care about yes. those children after they're born. They want Absolutely. to cut health care programs, food stamp programs, educational programs. Um, they basically are like, okay, good, you had your baby, now we're we have a lower rate of abortion, and now now we want to uh, now we want to defund the clinic that you're going to to get birth control oh, so yes. you don't get pregnant Absolutely. again. Absolutely right. I think it's an inconsistent message, and I think that's why people are losing faith in politicians that that espouse those beliefs. Because you know you want to take care of the baby when the baby starts walking. What about pre-K? 
provide a, a good life for them. What, what about feeding the kids? Why are you taking away food stamps from the parents to feed these children? I think you're absolutely right. Their message is inconsistent, and Americans are basically telling politicians, well, don't. Urinate on my leg, and excuse the expression, but don't urinate on my leg and tell me it's raining when I can clearly smell it. We know the difference between a, a balanced uh, uh, policies support life and the difference between you're just trying to pad your pockets and pander to to the agenda of of your uh, of your fundraisers. And so I, I think you're you're absolutely right about that. And and I and, and that's what turns people against the church. Um, I'm not Catholic. I'm Protestant. I'm not a Bible thumper. I don't go to church every Sunday. But I believe in the humanist ideas that the Pope was speaking to. Protect your fellow man. Protect the children. Protect the vulnerable, the most vulnerable among us. You know, I think those are the ideas that just as human beings, I think we all think about, and we should. And so getting back to your original point, is it going to change minds, ideas? Is it going to change something? Well, you saw a few people crying. You know, but my point is, if those 20 children that were killed in Newtown, Connecticut, if that didn't change something in people to do something about gun control, then I frankly don't know what will. I just don't know what is going to motivate politicians to really speak to the policies that protect their own people. So I'm cynical. I think that it'll be maybe a temporary feeling, just like going to church, but as soon as you step out of the church door, doors, you go back to your sinful ways. Right? So that's my position. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jojo. Good to hear from you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go next to, uh, let's go to David in New Mexico, line one. David, how you doing? Good afternoon. What did you think of the post speech? Oh, David, your line dropped. Give us a buzz back if we have time for you, buddy. Uh, let's go to Bobby in Texas, line two. Uh, Bobby, uh, you um, you don't agree with some others who think this is just uh, you know a quick kumbaya moment. You think Congress will act on on one or more of the things the Pope brought up today, correct? Uh, I think so, and the reason I believe so is that we're in a political season where the outsiders, particularly on the Republican side of the House, are doing so well uh, that perhaps. Uh, the Pope can be the intermediary coming from a position of nonpartisanship, theoretically, uh, to have some influence because the, the populace uh, seems to want a different uh, style of politics. You know, it's tired of the same old, same old, the bickering within the, the, the parties. Democrats have uh, thoughts on this. Republicans have thoughts. Never getting anything done. So I see him as being perhaps an intermediary, and this could be just one of those uh, rallying moments, uh, particularly as it comes to the refugee crises, uh, his call to the U.S., particularly in this morning's uh, speech, to accept a little bit more, and then uh, as well as the uh, initiatives for climate. I think there could be some uh, good that comes out of it, particularly with the uh, uh, leader of China in town uh, as well. So maybe this is a moment in time where we can get something done. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate always uh, look forward to having you on the program. Appreciate your call. And last but not least, uh, we have enough time for one more. And um, we have less than a minute now. So let's go to Reggie in Georgia, line three. Last but not least, Reggie, quickly. Yes. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so surprised that most of the Republicans, except for Mike Huckabee, were able to behave themselves and to keep their emotions in check. I don't know if you read the Twitter about what he said about the Pope and the uh, President of the United States. You know, meeting each other. I mean, I haven't read it either myself, but... I don't know which tweet... No, I don't know which tweet you're referring to. There's so many out there, but... 
I don't remember Talk which about one. about the Pope. I, I, like I said, there's a lot of tweets out there about the president, about the Pope, from uh, different uh, people. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Right. No. Okay. Uh, um, Huckabee scolded the president for bad manners during the Pope visit because somebody's got to dog the president for something, right? I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Chelsea sitting in for Mark. Thank you to Andrew sitting in his normal place. I'm Leslie Marshall, and I'll be back here tomorrow. Hope you will as well. I am on Varney and Company and Fox Business Channel, 11, 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Tune in. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.